Hello and welcome to the Survivors to Thrivers podcast. My name is Joshua Blattman and this evening I'm going to do something a little bit different than I've done in the past several episodes, but not too different, I suppose, than the Mars Retrograde article uh, that we are almost at the end, that we are at the end of and almost done with. <sighs> but today I'm going to just look up the chart of literally right now. Um, I re <laughs> reopened the chart from just now from like three minutes ago and it's changed ever so slightly. And um, that's super significant and I want to go into why and I want to frame, um, so part of this is going to be like what, how does, how, what is astrology, how is it useful and what even is it besides folklore? Because most people, even my experience with astrology growing up like I got started getting into astrology in like junior high and read some books um, like uh, Inner Sky and some other ones that are pretty well known within within the astrological community and was like, what is this? This isn't useful or helpful. This is, this is, this is, this is folklore. And gosh, there's a really big difference between... Um, God sitting on a cloud and throwing lightning bolts and everything being connected and what unfolds externally correlates to what unfolds internally um, in consciousness. So as I was saying, the chart changed ever so slightly in just the last couple minutes um, when I first sat down to do this. Um, the earth is always spinning on its axis, right? So the earth spins around its own axis um, all the way around every single day because that's what axial rotation is, right? Um, and so the houses change all the way around every single day. Um, and so, for example, in the moment that we're in when I first sat down like three or four minutes ago, well, which probably five or six minutes ago now, uh, the ascendant was at was in the second degree of Leo. Um, and now it's, you know, when I sat down to do this again, when I finally hit click like three minutes ago, it was in the third degree of Leo. So what does that even mean? Um, well, every five degrees is a transformational process. So starting at ground one, starting back at the beginning of all of this astrology stuff, it has to, it has to correlate to uh, natural cycles, and it has to even make sense numerologically. So astro-numerology is a thing um, where the sun is the center of the solar system and this, everything revolves around the sun, so the sun itself represents wholeness. Um, and then the, you know, the second center from the center of the solar system is Mercury, it's the second center of gravity orbiting the center of the solar system. Um, and then onwards and outwards to Pluto, which represents the number 10, um, and then has 10 stages or phases of growth within its own orbit as it orbits the center of the solar system, just like every other planet orbits the center of the solar system. And out of the center of the sun um, emanates consciousness. Uh, just like the center of any other star emanates consciousness. Well, I guess the center of any other center emanates consciousness, really. 
because everything is sentient in the grand scheme of everything being God, right? Because if everything, if God is everything and God is everywhere, then there can only be presence in omnipotence in every place. But that is kind of a advanced, perhaps an advanced uh, topic. But what I wanted to do, really, before I get too off the, off the topic, is uh, what I was really interested in was talking about what's going on in the chart. I literally pulled up the chart of the moment, which was for 1034... Eastern time. I'm in Pacific time, so that's five minutes ago. Um, but like I said, that only the only the rotation of the axis changes every couple minutes. So the sun. So let me take a step back. So the moon. The moon is the fastest moving planet. Um, I don't, I don't want to lose anybody uh, who might be listening. But the moon is the fastest moving planet. So I'm going to say some things that are. Um, maybe base level to more advanced astrologers. But like I said, I'll say it again, the moon is the fastest moving planet. And when I first clicked on the chart, it was at 24 degrees Leo and like 17 minutes. And the second time I clicked on it, three or five minutes ago now, it's at 24 degrees and 21 minutes. So it's a little bit farther along through Leo. So everything's always moving. Everything's always moving. Everything's always changing. The only thing that's constant is growth and change. Well, growth is optional. Change is not. So I wanted to take a quick minute and talk through what's happening in the planets in this chart, literally, as we speak. Not necessarily get too intent on the um, what's happening with... Um, Houses, because that's semantic to whatever place you're in, whatever location you're in. Um, sorry, it looks like I had to had to close my door. There was some background noise. Um, hey, this is freeform. This is real. This is <laughs> this is life happening, right? So, what's happening in this chart? I look at this chart and I see that it already refreshed itself, and now it's in four degrees Leo. So three degrees and 41 minutes. So what are those first five degrees about in Leo? Well, without getting into the semantics of each individual degree, what I can say is that those first five degrees of Leo are about an organic process, an organic um, development. Each degree, because it's, it's based on 360 degrees of wholeness, and this is my first live, <laughs> first live astrology stream. So we're just going to kind of feel it out. And like I always teach my guitar students, because I have a music degree and I teach music lessons. Um, I always teach my students that like the first time you do something, it's probably not going to be as good as when, you know, the 15th or 20th time you've done it. So celebrate your failures, right? Celebrate your stepping stones. So those first couple degrees of Leo are guided by the wisdom of expression or what the wisdom of ignition. So what is how do you how do you wisely use ignition to um, to grow, to create, to affect change, um, to manifest evolution growth and change, right? So 
The moon is in the 25th degree of Leo. And if I pull up my Sabian symbols, which are, which are symbolic, um, this is kind of an advanced tool um, for understanding the nuance of various degrees. Because remember, there's 360 degrees in a circle, and that means, and that, that idea of a circle is super significant because consciousness is, um, in my understanding of it, is 300, is full circle. It's full circle in all dimensions. So how we experience consciousness is in every direction all at once to the limit of our capacities to perceive it. So that, you know, 360 degrees. So if you can get a hint at what each individual degree represents, then you can really get some, um, then you can really get some sense of what's happening in the world and what's happening in your own consciousness. Um, and so the symbol for where the moon is 24 and change to the 25th degree of Leo. And the reason why I say, the reason why I would look at, you know, if it's 24 and 61 minutes, or what does it say? 24 degrees and 24 minutes, because uh, it refreshed. And now let's see, we'll, we'll refresh it one more time just to get exactly in this moment, just because, you know, it's live. So let's see here. So we'll pull it up one more time. And it says, chart of the moment. Uh, the moon is at 24 degrees and 27 minutes. It was at 24.21 three minutes ago. So now it's at 24.27, so in Leo. Um, and that's super significant, right? It, it keeps moving ever so slightly just because, like you know, the moon, um, it's 29 and a half-ish days uh, for a one complete lunar orbit uh, of, this, of the Earth. And everything's always moving, Right? Everything's always changing. And that's super significant when you're somebody who, like me, who really appreciates like stability. <laughs> uh, and the stability that I found, well, and 10 years ago when I first started getting, getting into astrology, I uh, got into some personality tests and was like, I'm a this person. And then wait a second, but like Thursday feels different than Monday felt. So like how could, the, there's nothing that's static that's happening. So if everything's always changing, then what's actually happening. Um, and so this brings me through, you know, some evolution that I'll probably talk about as things go through time, but like it ultimately led to a pretty, it ultimately led to astrology. So let's take a quick look at this. So I see a lot of planets in, first of all, I see some several planets in retrograde motion and that's really significant because it requires a broadening perspective uh, to really be able to access the energy behind that planet. So um, right now I see, uh, in the lead, I see Uranus in the ninth degree of Taurus in retrograde. I see Mars in the 16th degree of Aries in retrograde. I see Chiron right behind it in the sixth degree of Aries in retrograde. And I see Neptune in the 19th degree of Pisces in retrograde. And all of that is really interesting because they are collectively 
Um, there's no planets like even kind of close to where they are. All the other planets are between the moon and Saturn, which are between Leo and Capricorn. So Leo is the fifth sign of the zodiac, and Capricorn is the tenth sign of the zodiac. Um, they're kind of clustered there in the middle, focused around what looks like uh, Mercury and the Sun, but this idea of um, transitioning from um, transitioning from expansion into fellowship. So how are we all coming together? Is where forward progress is trying to take us, but at the same time, these planets in retrograde are. Um, really changing up the direction that everything's moving and that some of us are in the process of ascending as we're able to take a broader perspective of what's happening in reality. And we're leveling up into a new cycle as Neptune is in the end, is in the end stages of Pisces in its dominion, which is just archaic language for saying that it's in the house where it most naturally um, where it most naturally operates. Um, and then in a couple of years, Neptune will be, I think it's 2024 or 2025, um, Neptune's going to be moving into Aries, um, completing, starting a, a new cycle itself. Um, but we see here Uranus, Mars, and Chiron in their own, um, they've, you know, they're, They've already started their next progression, but they're in retrograde also. So those four planets together create a lot of need for self-assertion, um, and it just refreshed itself again. So let's see. This is kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So the Ascendant, it was in two degrees Leo, three degrees Leo. Now it's in six degrees Leo. And six degrees Leo is, a, is, is somewhat of a new process um, as you move from organic action into... Um, collective action, collective. That second five degrees in each 30 degree symbol is about um, collective action and about cultural action or cultural focus. Um, and so I'm still focused on this retrograde business. It really requires that we take a broader perspective of what's happening. Like I always, um, when I, when I see astrology clients, I describe retrograde as, um, like you're skydiving and when you're skydiving, you've got a very singularly, you know, you're very directionally focused. You're headed straight down, whether you like it or not, you're going that way. And retrograde is like when you pull the chute and all of a sudden you slow down and no matter how hard you try, you're not going straight down anymore. Yeah, you're going down. You're going in the same direction, but it just doesn't really feel like, you're, but you're not going as fast. And that's not, a, that's not the time to like push as hard to go faster because you might crash into something like the ground. Um, it's the moment to uh, survey the landscape and get as many snapshots, get as many mental images, get as many um, practical... Get as many practical um, nuggets of experience that you can kind of suss out of the moment to, because um, you know you never know what kind of stories you're going to need for later. You never know what kind of um, 
images or experiences you're going to want to need to be able to draw on later. So it's really about breathing into the moment when you're in retrograde. Uh, and so there's like, as we can tell in society, it's uh, Sunday night, November 28th or November 8th. And there's a whole lot of change and a whole lot of changes going on, whether you, regardless of what political semantic situation um, you're allegiant to, I guess, at this moment. But uh, let's breathe into that for a second, because I said politics and that's stressful. Okay, so I also wanted to talk about two other things. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was the moon to the sun. This is the moon phase. So what is the moon phase about? Uh, the moon phase here, so we got the sun in 18 degrees Scorpio, which is about, you know, that first five degrees of the second 15 degrees of any sign is also, again, about that organic action. Um, and just taking action on whatever it is that you feel like you need to do and just doing it, whether you have the right plan in mind or not, which is exactly what I'm doing. Um, I didn't really have a specific plan other than a little bit of a meditation about this a uh, little bit of a perhaps presentation or meditation. I'm a little bit nervous, so I'm maybe not the most calm <laughs> as I could be uh, about this chart. But, you know, some organic action um, and governed by the wisdom of acceptance. What are we accepting as the truth for moving forward? Um, I love science and Science is limited by how we set up the hypothesis in the beginning, right? Science has a five-stage. Um, the scientific method is five, five steps, and it requires that you start with a hypothesis. And what if the hypothesis is not built on organic principles? Well, you still might get the, an answer that, that works um, for, like, you know, self-driving cars, for example. But, like, you might not... You know, that's probably, that, that's going to be not the best example because those things work pretty well. But there's lots of hypotheses that return data that works, but doesn't return stuff that lines up with how life operates. And I didn't want to make this an assault about science. So let's just take a step back and move back into the astrology. Because as above, so below, and as within, so without, and what happens externally correlates to what happens internally. And uh, those fundamental operative principles are at play, no matter whether I say the exact right words or not, as I'm just kind of like thinking this out uh, organically and just being intuitive here. So um, the moon is in, like I said, 25 degrees Leo, and the sun is in 18 degrees Scorpio. And what that means is that the moon has passed over its third degree square. And the third degree square represents a crisis of meaning. And so for me, personally, I'm like, what am I doing? There's so much crazy stuff happening all over the place. And Facebook this, or data company that, or, you know country around the world is doing these shenanigans or the media or politics. And I'm just, so what, what's actually meaningful? And I come back to astrology and I realize that I probably just need to stop thinking about 
doing a podcast about astrology and I need to just sit down and do one. So ironically, the crisis of meaning is very personal for me. And um, it's funny that uh, also that based on my, you know, this chart of the moment, it's in my first house, which is means that it's very top of mind. But I'm not going to get too much into houses or because that's personal and that's not really resonant for everybody else. Only to only to suggest that, uh, you know, astrology is both personal and um, it applies to whatever context of wholeness that you might consider. So, like, I wrote an article. Um, it's pretty common to use astrology for individuals, but I also wrote an astrology article about. Um, the birth of America, which, you know, July 1776, that's, a, you know, you can unwind the clock, you can wind the clock forward, like what was actually happening. But that's, you know, that's a different story. So uh, we talked basically very briefly about this um, past third quarter square moon. Um, and I also really wanted to talk about all these conjunctions happening over in Capricorn because this is super significant for what's happening in the cultural mind, right? Um, the end of Capricorn, the second half of Capricorn is governed by the wisdom of uh, right use of power. Um, and so how? what's the most beneficial way to use power? Um, that's what we're going through these days. And the chart is refreshing literally as we speak. So back to, here we go, 7.56 Western time, 10.56 Eastern time. Um, and only the, you know, the moon has moved and the ascendant has moved. Um, the axis of consciousness, so the ascendant, descendant, which represents the horizon line, and the MCIC, which represents vertical alignment, um, with the heaven, with, uh, you know, uh, the center of the earth out into space. Um, and that has changed somewhat. So like I mentioned, the ascendant has grown through the first few degrees of Leo, and now the ascendant's in the seventh degree of Leo. And the moon has gone from 2421 to 2433. So like I said, just more evidence that everything's always moving. And, um, the planet's astrology, it's not static. It, it's, it's change and growth. Um, so as I said, let's get over into that, those three planets over there in the end stages of Capricorn. So uh, Jupiter, we've got Jupiter and then Pluto and then Saturn. So Jupiter is at 22 degrees, um, 15 minutes and 26 seconds of Capricorn. Pluto is at 22 degrees, 47 minutes and 48 seconds, just in front of Jupiter. Um, and Saturn is a little bit further out in front at 26 degrees, 41 minutes and 43 seconds. So we've got two planets in the 23rd degree of Jupiter, or 23rd degree of Capricorn, rather, and Saturn in the 27th degree of Capricorn. And so what does all that mean? It's, a ma it's kind of a massive conjunction, right? It, it suggests that, you know, Jupiter 
corresponds to the sixth, it's the sixth center um, from the center of the solar system. Um, and that corresponds to, um, through the chakra system, um, through, through the mind, through sixth chakra. And how do idea, how do our own ideas relate to others' ideas? Um, and that, you know, individually depends on where your house is or where Jupiter is in your house and where Capricorn is in your natal chart. Um, but, you know, with Jupiter right behind, basically right on top of Pluto, um, Jupiter is the sixth center and Pluto is the tenth center. So think geometrically about how six expands along into ten. And, uh, and with Jupiter being right behind Pluto, uh, you know, in a, in a couple of, in the next several weeks, Jupiter is going to um, pass in front of Pluto and things are going to change a little bit in how we relate to um, cultural transformations. Pluto is really about cultural transformations. And the thing that's really important to remember about Pluto is that it's really rare that we feel it individually. Um, that being said, or and, um, with Pluto, my dad said this the other day, it was like really brilliant, and he wasn't even meaning it, he wasn't even meaning it, but I just kind of like took the, con he wasn't meaning it in this context, but I, it was related to the conversation that we'd been otherwise having, which is <laughs> not totally relevant to this, but just the idea that with Pluto, things swing in both directions at once. So when there's a cultural transformation, um, just like the Phoenix, it's on fire, but it's also being reborn. Um, the pendulum swings in both directions. So while we as a country might be moving towards more stability, um, oh no, I'm going politics again. Ah! But um, as we might be going towards more stability, we might also be going towards less freedom, which is kind of scary, but you know, we'll see how things evolve and change. But these three planets, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, um, are going to be transitioning into Pluto, or sorry, into Aquarius next. And Aquarius, Aquarius is all about how mm, it's governed by the right use of, um, it's governed by the wisdom of management. So, uh, well, sorry, contribution and then management. So how, how do we contribute? What kind of contributions are we making? Um, and how does power evolve into contribution? Um, yeah, but for now, I mean, these, these planets are in Pluto, these planets are in Capricorn. So how are, how is this, how are, how is our cultural identity being transformed? It's a largely about, it's largely about questions and wrestling with the questions. So as I was saying, Jupiter is right on top of Pluto, literally in the same degree that third degree of the middle five degrees of the second half, right? <laughs> 21 to 25 degrees. Um, so let me break that down real quick. So uh, each sign is 30 degrees, zero to 30, first half of 15, the second half of 15. I've mentioned this a couple times already in the, uh, in the little talk here. The first half of 15 and the second half of 15. Um, and the first five degrees, second five degrees, and third five degrees of each of those 15 um, represents a transformational process. And the second half, the second 15, 
Uh, 1 to 5, 6 to 10, 11 to 15 is the first 15 degrees governed by the um, right use of achievement. And then the second 15 degrees, 5, you know, 16 to 20, 21 to 25, 26 to 30. (sighs) Breathe. 21 to 25 is a cultural process. And Jupiter and Pluto, as we can tell in politics all over the world, there's cultural transformations happening. Um, And that third degree is about integrating the impulse and the counter impulse, the contrast into uh, some kind of a personal identity, some kind of a something that is value oriented that you can move forward with. So um, what are we, what are we letting go of and what are we moving forward with? What, powers are we what power are we giving up what powers are we holding on to um these are questions that we all have to answer for ourselves to ourselves um and then jupiter you know the sixth center after it passes over pluto it's gonna you know it's already balsamic to saturn but as soon as it passes over pluto then it's right in right in the face of saturn um right on top of saturn and Saturn's the seventh center, so six into seven, and then seven represents the lim- you know Saturn represents the limits of um, well Saturn is the farthest planet that we can see with the naked eye, so it represents the the limits of our vision that yeah it represents the limits of stri- the limits of st- the structures that we accept the containers we live in, um, and so we're gonna be. As soon as we get through a, whatever kind of cultural transformation we're literally in at this moment, um, we're going to be facing um, confrontations with freedom, I guess I could say. Confrontations with freedoms and uh, what power... Um, where we place our power, who we give our power to, what control we allow to happen um, across society, uh, both in our yeah, both in our personal lives and across society. And so, these are like I said, these are these are important questions that we are going to have to wrestle with individually and collectively, especially when it comes to Pluto and Saturn. Um, and so the last things I wanted to do before I wrap this episode up, um, first of all, is thank you if you, if you've made it this far, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure for me to talk about these astrological components, these things that are happening, um, in real time, not in folklore, but in real time as the moon orbits the earth and the earth orbits the sun and all the other planets are orbiting the sun and it's all happening in real time. Like it's like solar consciousness folks. Like this is real, like welcome to life. (laughs) So, um, I wanted to, uh, I'm in this like Facebook group. That's about, um, inspiring our, you know, it's taking the, the spark of our souls and, 
applying it in life. And um, I was asked a couple of questions uh, to talk about. So um, the first question um, comes from Jen, and it says, how are astrologers preparing to adjust interpretations with the radical upcoming change in planetary alignments that's predicted? Is there a buzz in the astrological community about it? Well, those are great questions. I am not too terribly tapped into the astrological community, to be honest with you. Um, people say whatever people say. And what I've found is that, in my experience, um, a lot of astrologers are really tapped into folklore and keywords. Like, I've even watched a few YouTube videos that have gotten tens of thousands of views, and um, they're pretty well received both within the astrological community, and they're using keywords, and they're talking about keywords, and they're not talking about principles. Keywords are just whatever you want them to be. They're not, um, and they're based on what's meaningful to the astrologer that chooses the keyword. They're not talking about the processes that are actually unfolding as organic processes. Um, so I'm not too terribly tapped into the astrological community, um, but if I could take a stab at the question, preparing to adjust interpretations with the radical upcoming change in planetary alignments that's predicted. Uh, well, what I can tell you is that when I look at the chart, the planetary alignments that I see happening are this Saturn, excuse me, are the Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn alignments and um, like I said, they're all right on top of each other. And what I can tell you about those alignments is that you have to choose for yourself how you are going to respond to power. Uh, how power manifests through you and how man power manifests to you from the outside world. How is power being wisely used? How is power being manipulated and coerced? How's it, how's power being distorted? And with Neptune in Pisces, um, that's pretty significant too, uh, but won't really come into play with Saturn and Jupiter for another, I don't know, two years or so. Cause Saturn, cause Jupiter orbits every 12 years and, um, Jupiter is two houses behind Neptune. Um, and so in two, maybe two and a half years, um, early 2023, I suspect, I don't have a calendar, transit calendar in front of me, but probably early 2023, Jupiter's going to be transiting Neptune, maybe mid 2023 at this point, because it's late enough in 2020, 2020. Um, and then, and, and Neptune's moving too. So, um, Maybe I'll address that in a future future episode. But like I said, right use of power, and then how are you going to let that power reform you? How are you going to let things change? And um, how are you going to let yourself be changed by current events as current events continue to unfold? Um, and so adjusting interpretations, I mean context of wholeness 360 degrees the sabian symbols are really useful for understanding the nuance of individual degrees um and they're not going to change too much because it's symbology like symbology pierces 
you know, reality, um, pervades reality. Um, symbolism is, <laughs> I like it. Um, so I'm going to have to let that one be what that one is. So then the other question is, uh, I feel like this is mostly, um, I feel like this is the most, I feel like this is most likely specific to each individual, but I'm curious about how we can use astrology to help support our creative endeavors and spiritual callings, such as starting your own business, writing a book, or other projects. So how can we use astrology to help support our creative endeavors and spiritual callings? Well, personal creative efforts are going to shine from the heart of the sun through you, not, um, it's not, it's not something to be forced. It's something to be unlocked and allowed. And so depending on where your, you know, various planets are and the relationships of each planet, um, in phase to each other can help um, divine that answer, but specifically to you, <clears throat> but to support your creative endeavors and spiritual callings, starting a business, writing a book or other project, <sighs> trust your gut and go, just do it. Let it, um, stop resisting, <laughs> stop resisting. Where's Uranus in your, in your natal chart? Because wherever Uranus is um, will be the next octave vibration of, of the moon. And the moon represents your character. And then, you know, the moon is the fourth center from the center of the sun. And it represents structure and organizes. It's, or, it's an organizing force on, or, on Earth. And then you double, and there, and you double that and you, get to, you double four and you get to eight. And Uranus is the eighth planet, the eighth center from the center of the solar system. And eight, if you think about how um, you geometrically stack to eight and you um, get past Saturn and into the realms of what you can't see, you get into uh, the transcendental planets, the transcendent planets, um, Creative works are transcendent activities. So you you got to kind of tap into Uranus a bit. And then Neptune is a really good one because Neptune is the ninth planet, the ninth center from the center of the solar system. And geometrically, three and six and nine, right? Um, third, the third center is Venus. And it represents, um, you know, you, you've got wholeness. You've got... Um, a contrast to wholeness, which is, you know, the second level, the second octave, that's Mercury. And then the third center recognizes both as distinct individuals and can be an um, subjective outsider. And so, yet it still orbits the sun. It's still an internal planet. It's still an inner orbit planet. So, um, Venus represents your internal sensations. 
um, and your internal values, the way, you know, your gut reactions, your personal reactions. Um, and then you get to, you know, Jupiter, the sixth center, and that represents um, how you relate and your how you relate to other beings in the earth plane um, through your capacity for sight, um, your in your mental capacity for sight, and then um, if you can tap into you know through through structure and then through transcendence into a greater um, social contribution, so greater social power, greater social activity. That's where Neptune is, in the ninth planet. So, depending on where your house, depending on where the planets are in you, you know, in the signs for you and in the houses for you, um, and with the moon in phase, it really depends individually. But it really, um, but I would look at in your own natal chart, which you can calculate by basically just going like Google, <laughs> Google like astrology natal chart. Um, I really like Astro Deanst. Um, it's got a, there's a whole lot of resources in there and um, it's been an incredibly useful self-education tool for me. Um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Thanks so much, Shelly. I really appreciate the question. And uh, let's take a deep breath. It's been a lot of been a lot of talk we've done here, or I've done. And if you've made your, if you've listened the whole way, I really appreciate it. Let's see here. Um, we are at we are at forty two minutes. So again, thank you so much for listening, and um, I'm look forward to doing another episode. If you liked what you've heard, please comment. I know it's hokey, but like, please do that. And, uh, you're welcome to, and I'll, and I'm sure I'll read all those comments. Um, and let me know what you, what you learned, what you liked. Um, if it was too high level, if it was too basic, um, I really appreciate it. And I look forward to doing another episode soon. And that is it. Signing off. Have a great one, everybody. Thanks.